like out of work there on uh, Wednesday night. Yeah, I ended up sleeping past my alarm. Ah, that's all right. It happens. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Three Wide in the Middle. My name is Thomas Brandon. Thank you very much, as always, for joining me and my man, Keith Bradley. Keith, how's it going? What is going on, Tommy? How are uh, you? I'm doing good. I mean, we were just talking a minute ago. We got some some more stuff that's come out on USAC. We're going to dive into that. Um, we got a couple, a couple of things on the docket in terms of news. There's not a whole lot that's been going on. A lot of rainouts. We talked about this last weekend. We did have uh, the cup race at Richmond. Denny Hamlin got the win there. And then uh, good old good old uh, Brent marks the spot there in uh, Texas. Got the win in the Outlaws, which was actually uh, which was actually pretty cool to watch. I actually I actually enjoyed that race. So a couple of news things, and then we're going to be doing our World of Outlaws driver draft as a way to you know I don't know make things interesting but uh before we get into all of that stuff um keith did you have a chance to see the cup race this last weekend i watched what i could and then listened to it on the radio as i was on my way to work so yeah it was it was pretty good um you know the end of the race was obviously the most exciting one of the things that i actually did enjoy about it though and this is something that we had talked about before with these cars because us not knowing how the different ways that you could use them and the different things that you could do i thought it was really interesting that there were some drivers out there that were running in fourth gear the whole time there were some drivers that were running in fifth gear you know what i mean like you're you, you're starting to see yeah. more expansion in terms of what they're doing with these cars well i, I noticed too like the longer runs guys were using fifth gear shorter runs guys were using fourth gear and i think it just comes down to personal preference i mean yes it didn't look like there's that big of a benefit to running fifth in my eyes you can kind of use it as a passing gear kind of like indy cars mm -hmm. and i feel like it'd be more beneficial at a bigger racetrack but yes. with, yeah I'm with, with you the low speed and the low torque and getting up off the corner i could see where you could maybe downshift a fourth going in and shift out coming out of it. And I like it. Some guys don't like it. I, I thought it was pretty interesting because it was like half the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It was really interesting. Yeah, and you know, Kyle Larson, he was running fourth gear the entire time. Like, he didn't shift at all. He just got the fourth gear and stayed. So it was cool to see them, you know, drivers doing different, different stuff. And like you said, just personal preference. I think that's a, that has a lot to do with it. Now, speaking of Kyle Larson, one of the things that was really interesting, and I don't know if you got to actually hear the in-car radio after this, Keith, but Chase Elliott had some really interesting in-car because he was running, I can't remember exactly what part of this, towards the end of the race, but he was running like in the top 10. They came in for a pit stop, and then all of a sudden he dropped like, 25 positions or something like yeah, that like rock yeah dropped like a rock and when he was talking to his crew chief he was like did the pressures do this and the crew chief was like no and i'll tell you about it later like maybe they tried something that they're not supposed to be trying you know i mean that's pure speculation but i just thought it was really interesting that he couldn't tell him what it was over the radio or didn't want to tell him what it was over the radio and whatever it was that they tried obviously did not work because yeah you're right he fell like a stone yeah <laughs> they dropped like that parachute on the back mm -hmm. of his car yeah whatever it was don't do it again <laughs> yeah that that experiment failed f 
don't try it anymore. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Well, and and you bring that up, and man, look at all the controversy that's ever happened at Richmond. Mm-hmm. And things come out about it. And this one just kind of swept under the rug and move on to the next one. I'm curious to know what it was. I'm sure everybody's curious, because when you hear that on the radio, I can't tell you. I will tell you after. Yes. It kind of makes you think. But then again, they could have... They could have done different things. They could have done spring rubber that they didn't want nobody to know. I couldn't imagine them changing a whole lot because you're on pit road. You don't have much time Mm -hmm. before you're really behind the eight ball. And I I guess to that point, it didn't matter because they were behind the eight ball either way. Yes, exactly. But the encrypted radio message, it just kind of makes your ears perk. Yeah, it did. That was was definitely interesting um, to see. And... The other really interesting thing that happened this last weekend at Richmond was the pit stop that Joe Gibbs Racing was able to bust out. See, and I didn't read I, or anything into that. What, what were they doing? So, so here's the deal, okay? And this is what people don't – if you don't really follow NASCAR or you're not you, – you haven't followed it in depth for a long period of time – Right, maybe you've just gotten into it, right? Because I mean, we talked about all the new people who who are into it now, just because of the clash, you know, that they kind of paid attention. Or even if you were somebody who got in like in the the early mid two thousands when it was really starting to peak and then fall off, you know, when all the corporate money came in, and you saw this big flood of casual fans who would come in. If you haven't been following it for any longer than that, you don't understand the progression that pit stops have gone through. I remember. When I was watching NASCAR as a kid, right, and I'm talking like, you know, late 80s, early 90s. I mean, there there were like 25 second pit stops, right? Like, I mean, we think about that now and they're they're replacing a bumper in 25 seconds. Yeah, you know what I mean? So back then, like that was that was insane. And if you could do it in that in that amount of time, it was so fast. And one of the biggest reasons that we had seen pit stops really kind of plateau in terms of speed even with this single lug nut was because of the choreography and when you think about the choreography the way that they did this for years was the guys would hop over okay the jackman was always the first one across to the right side of the car you had the the front tire changer on the front and then the rear the rear tire changer and rear tire carrier would always hop off behind the car and then they were almost chasing it okay if that makes sense well what joe gibbs racing did was is they actually went to nascar they got a a rule changed in the process because that 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 was not allowed they couldn't do that from my understanding that was due to safety or something along those lines they've got that changed and they made it toward this is now legal and what they did was now when when Demi, Denny Hamlin, for example, pulled into his pit stall, you had the Jackman, both right side or both tire changers, because they do obviously the rights and the lefts, both tire changers and a tire carrier carrying the front and rear tire. So you have four guys who are already on the right side of the car before Hamlin has stopped. That alone saves you a second, two seconds. Oh, so, right? so they were staying in there waiting. They're basically, like think, I mean, exactly, exactly. It's almost like Formula One, exactly. Damn, that's a big advantage all Huge in itself. Huge advantage, yeah. And they were doing sub 10 second pit stops, almost sub nine. I think their fastest was nine one or nine two. 
and That's just crazy. That, yeah, insane, right? So just that change, and they were beating people in the pits by a second, right? And when you think about a second on a track like Richmond, that is huge. That's a huge advantage, right? I mean, Hamlin not only was fast, he, not only he had, he had a fast car, but when you're, they had the, I think Joe Gibbs Racing had the five fastest pit stops on the day or something like that. I think Hamlin's team had like two or three of them. Like, I mean, they were just busting them out. So that was really, I thought that was something that was really cool when I saw that because it's, it just shows kind of the evolution of it. And that's something that I like to see. I think right. that's cool. And it just shows that they're willing to change with the times also. Exactly. Exactly. You because know what I mean? Single, with a single lug. Now, mm -hmm. now you can almost do that. And yes. Now, now that I know what they were doing, cause I didn't know, I, yes. I wasn't even paying attention to it. I'm curious to see if more guys will do it. And then going to Martinsville this weekend, the pit boxes mm -hmm. are tighter. It's smaller. The pit road itself is narrow. I don't know if it'd be beneficial to do it there just because I'd be worried about getting ran over for one. Yes. And but I think that's the, that's the biggest split, thing. Split. You can mm -hmm. probably see the front two, uh -huh. front four, maybe doing it. Yeah. Definitely. If I got the first pit stop doing it, why not? Yes. Or even the last dog. Cause then you don't have to really worry about guys pulling out to get around you. Yes. I think but that's it, something that we might see. I think that's, you bring up a good point, Keith. I think that's going to be something that we're almost going to see as like an audible, where if there's a certain situation, they're going to have two types of ways to do it, right? Imagine. I mean, go ahead. Sorry. I, didn't I was just going to say there might come a time when it, when they're choreographed and good enough to do it in all situations, but it wouldn't surprise me to see teams, like you said, in those tighter spots, go yeah. revert back to the safer the safer way. Oh, wait, wait till they do it at a super speedway. Yes. Wow, that's huge. That mm -hmm. is huge. Yeah. Yep. I, I'm glad that they changed that. I am too. Not I really am. Time because with all the safety stuff that they've brought to pit road, I remember watching NASCAR races. The pit crew had everyday clothes on. Yeah. Or, Dude. or team uniforms. There was yeah. no fireproofing. There was no, no helmet. No, they were in a pair of jeans headset, with a button up yeah. shirt. Yeah, yeah. It had a had a had a short sleeve button up shirt that had Talking the team name banger. and the sponsor on it. Yeah. <laughs> we talk about these race car drivers having yeah. huge nuts. Then yeah. those guys had the biggest of them all because yeah, look how many fires have started just from the fuel can. Oh my God! Well, think about. Now I want you to think about pants and a t-shirt. <laughs> yes. Well, not only that, but think about a car, right? Like we think about pit road speeds, and we look at those cars, and they're crawling, right? Like there's, they look so slow because when you compare them to on the track, going 130, 150 miles an hour, right? A 55 mile per hour speed limit on pit road seems like nothing. Folks, that is the speed of most interstates here in the United States, right? Think about that. Imagine a car getting on its brakes and you are running out in front of it and waiting for it to stop so you can drop to your knees and change tires, right? Like that's, that's the type of cojones that these guys have got right that is a level of trust in your driver and equipment that very yep. few people are going to have and not just the driver that you're pitting for look exactly. how many guys we've seen get ran over on pit road their their legs get wadded up underneath a car their feet mm -hmm. guys just getting hit in general i mean you don't see it much anymore no but you don't five six seven eight years ago you'd see it a lot i mean hell there was a race i think it was at richmond Paul Menard's pit crew, the, the fuel leaked down onto the brake rotor and erupted into a big fireball. That's when they that the pit crew evolution really started to take shape because guys were now, you got to wear a Nomex hood. You got to wear yeah. enclosed helmets if you're the gas can guy. And 
Oh yeah, they, they got on those those aprons and everything. Yeah. Yeah, and now if you're a tire changer, you have mm-hmm. to wear them too, just just because because yep. if something does happen, I mean, it's just I wouldn't want to be on the pit crew. Um, maybe the sign guy. That's about yeah. the same thing for me. <laughs> yeah. That was my dream. I had actually, that was my dream when I was a kid. I wanted to work in NASCAR and I was going to, I was going to be a tire changer on a pit crew. I, when I went to North Carolina, that was the goal. It'd be uh, be neat. Yeah. And unfortunately at that time, um, you know, that was early two thousands and those guys were legit athletes. I mean, you know, the days of the big, yeah, they're, they were legit athletes. And with my blown out knee, there was no way I was going to be able to, you know what I mean? Like get on or do any of that stuff and anything like it was just a pipe dream. And so it was killed before it ever started. But yeah, I always thought that those guys were, you know, just, and it's what's nuts. cool about it for for the people listening that don't know them them pit crew guys were former ba- ba- uh, basketball players baseball players NFL oh yeah football players they were college athletes that didn't make it through the NFL mm-hmm. draft or the MLB draft and they resorted to NASCAR it pays good they mm-hmm. get yeah, yeah I wouldn't say it's as fit physical as their sports that they played but. No. But, the adrenaline um, rush you can't replace yeah it. well and think about think about grabbing a tire off your car right a wheel and a tire off your car and running with it jumping over a wall and running with yeah. it. i don't care how advanced and, and light those wheels seconds. are yes and doing it in eight or nine seconds right i don't care how light those wheels and tires are right they're not so they're they're not they're not soup cans this ain't a, this ain't a loaf of bread yeah especially so, the old steel wheels yeah oh my god yes so I think it was. Yeah, I gotta roll it. <laughs> yeah, roll it. Yeah. So I thought it was. I thought that was actually kind of the highlight of the weekend was to see the the Joe Gibbs teams do hey, that because it, it was it, it was really cool. Him. It paid off for him. Absolutely paid off for him. I'd say the last ten laps of that race, and I'm not a big fan. I like Richmond, but Richmond's changed with the cars yes it, it has. used to be a short track it's not really a short track now it's got the characteristics as a short track but man that strategy at the end mm-hmm. when denny and kevin was just dicing through the field i really thought it was going to be a lot closer but eric almarola and them guys they let the leader go and then eric was like i just raced real hard in front of my teammates screw it yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah it was a it was an interesting weekend it was a good race yeah denny hamlin you know what was looking like a really bad season for him so far. He got the win. I mean, now he's in the he's in the playoffs, and you know they they and busted a, out the the new pit stop and just laid it on everybody. Yeah, and what a win! What a win can do for your season. It could change it like that. I mean, we've seen it with Michael McDowell last mm-hmm. year, five hundred. I mean, them just guys you can't count out. Like mm-hmm. I, I even told a buddy of mine. He, because I'm a Kevin Harvick fan, and he's like, man, so close. It's been so long since he won. I'm like, give it time. It's coming. Yeah. After Richmond, I'm like, it's definitely coming. Yeah. No, he'll get one. I I know. I've read read comparisons that Kevin and Jimmy is starting to come or take shape. Yeah. But I I don't think the fall offs there with Kevin. I mean, last year they changed the wheel wells of the Fords that they couldn't do what they were doing before when he won nine races in a. Mm-hmm. In a season. Well, this year you got a new car and he's actually running real fast. He, and he's usually the fastest guy out of Stuart Haas. Yes. Chase Briscoe finally stood up and said, I- I'm here, Kevin. Yeah. I-, I can help carry the banner because it's usually on the four car. Yeah, that, it is. It's unfortunate for him because you, you've basically carrying the flag for the team. But 
I don't think you could pick a better guy to carry your team. I mean, if I started a team tomorrow and I could hire him, I'd hire him. No, I'm with you. He's uh, he he's obviously. I mean, he's a phenomenal driver. Has been for a really long time. Yeah, and the way that he's the way that he he's been running and the way that he acts and everything. I mean, he he doesn't seem like he wants to stop anytime soon. So, well, yeah. why and why we're talking about Kevin? Did you read where he's sending his son Keelan overseas to race go karts? Yeah. So he's his he's actually talked about this before. And I think it's one of the most genius things ever because his son started doing the carts, right? Just like on dirt. And basically Kevin was like, you know, Harvick was kind of like, look, these, you got to be able to do everything. And so they started racing all this stuff, right? Like, I mean, not just, not just dirt, you know, dirt oval. I mean, he's doing all kinds of stuff, you know, and now he's going to be doing this. Yeah. Big time stuff. And this is like the international carding that kids do who want to be in formula one, right? Like this is high level carding stuff that he's apparently going to be doing. Yeah. And, and I was listening to the, what made me think of it was I was listening to door bumper clear the other day. And, uh, I don't think they're doing it just because Keelan wants to go formula one racing. I think Kevin, sees the evolution of NASCAR and says, no, he does. You've got to be good on road courses. You've got to be good on ovals. Now they threw dirt into the mix because they're, Mm -hmm. he actually went and bought Keelan a micro that they're going to run at Millbridge. Now they're running legend cars. They just bought a super late model. So they're going to be running those. Yep. And, And the good, fortunately for Keelan, which in the name of racing, if you have a name, you're going to be in the best equipment. Fortunately for him, he's going to be in the best equipment. He's going to have the best cars. He's going to have the best crew, the best engines. So in my mind, in my eyes, I think that's a smart move by Kevin because he's only going to improve Keelan for the future. Yeah. Who knows? Five, three to five years from now, NASCAR might be just all road courses. We don't know. Yeah. I hope not. Yeah, me too. I hope not either. I hope they bring the short tracks back. And I think Dale Jr. is even advocating to bring short tracks back. Yes. So, I mean, that's a smart move for him. Not everybody can afford to go that route. But when you race your tail off and you make millions of dollars each year, you can Mm -hmm. afford to do stuff like that. No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, it is. And I think think you're going to actually start to see a whole lot more drivers do what Kyle Larson does, right? I mean, we're already seeing it now. A lot of these guys are doing NASCAR, but they're also running dirt, stuff like that. But I think you're going to start oh. seeing more and more guys who are not it, just running NASCAR, but they're running GT3, right? Or or sprint cars, or like they're just, they're race car drivers, right? They're they're like, they're like Foyt Andretti, Tony Stewart, right? Like you yeah. can put them behind the wheel of anything and they can, they can do good in it. Well, anymore, and that's what you got to do. Exactly. With the mm-hmm. way everything's shaping up, you got to be really good at ovals you got to be really good at road courses and you have to be somewhat knowledgeable of how to race on dirt mm-hmm. and and i agree I, I think more drivers will eventually branch out i remember a few years ago when ford performance hired chase briscoe as a a uh, r&d driver they told him look when you're not running in routes you're gonna go run gt3 races you're yeah. gonna go run trans am races and I think that's what really helped shape him into a decent road course racer because he's no slouch. No, he's good. absolutely not. Yeah. And, and the, I mean, that's just what you're going to have to do now. Yes, it is. It absolutely is. Especially with the new car. 
Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, because this, this is the first year. It ain't going nowhere. Not for a long, long no, time. No, it'll be here for, what was it, a decade for the last car. So yeah. I'd say probably about a decade for this car. Yeah, and not only but, that, though, I don't – Yeah, but not only that, I don't think the concept behind this car is going anywhere for no. a really long time, right? No. Independent suspension, the transaxle, that type – you know. That type of stuff is, I I believe, here to stay. It's not going nowhere. No, and I don't think it will either. Yeah. Just, just because, I mean, it's all third party. They're going to make money off of it. Yep. Teams are going to spend the money to buy the stuff. I mean, I, I guess I I read somewhere where Rick Ware have parts to put 10 cars together, but only have five cars. Yeah. When you turn around, look at Stuart Haas, one of the biggest teams. They got four cars and hardly any parts. So it's kind of yeah. like. What the hell? Mm-hmm. What are we doing? But I did, before we get off the subject of NASCAR, I guess they tested the next-gen car at Bristol this past couple of days, and they're running it without the front windshield in it. Yes, and I also heard that some teams are deciding to run without the rear diffuser as well. And I think I should. I, I think, uh, I think yeah, that's a smart idea, too. If not, you're going to rip that diffuser off. I think so. I, I think, think so. I don't know of any rear diffuser that's going to help you on dirt. And all. I don't think you're going to benefit if you run it anyway. No, I, I don't think so some either. Some guys use it, but I wouldn't think you would. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's actually smart to run without the windshield. It would be better just get take the windshield off, get some tear-offs on these guys. Yeah, they should have done it last year, though. Yeah. They, they were complaining about not being able to see. Well, if no. you take the front window out and the back window out, you'll be fine. It'll, yep. I mean, it'll still be dusty. Yeah. You're on dirt. Yeah. But I'm I'm still got it made up in my mind. They need to put them in late models or street stocks or something. Just something. Not a a dirt specific car. Yeah, I'm with yeah. you. So. I don't I don't know how the next gen car is gonna work, but we've we'll been see. surprised so far. So. Yep, we'll see. So hopefully it'll be a pleasant surprise. We gotta get through Martinsville. We got Martinsville coming up this next um, week. Since you're a Cali guy, Haley yeah. in California, did you see the news with her? I have not seen the news with her. Um, her and her boyfriend has been receiving death threats. Really? They they released a video. I guess she skipped the uh, Freedom 500 that Cletus McFarland does at his racetrack. She skipped it because the guy said he was going to be down there. And I guess he's he told her boyfriend that he was going to kill him and this, that, and the other. And it come to find out. He's been catfished by Haley Deegan on Facebook. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Okay, so here it is right here. Yep, I see what you're talking about. Haley Deegan, this is from Yahoo Sports. Haley Deegan misses race because of stalking claims. Here are, oh, that's five things I need to know. I don't need to know that. Um, Basically, uh, it just says that Haley Deegan was in the news this week because she not one race. In fact, she missed a race. She skipped last week's Freedom 500 in Brandonville, Florida, after her boyfriend, Chase Cabrera, yeah. uh, received death threats from an online stalker who believed they were in a relationship with Deegan. Oh, wow. He is claiming that they are married. Oh, wow. Okay. That's, yeah, that's nuts. You know, that is one of the really bad things about... Creepy. Yes, about the internet today. You know, it's really scary. And I I deal with this right now um, because I have a 16-year-old daughter, right? And my daughter 
is she's a pretty girl, right? And she's also very... How do I say this? She's also very insulated to the outside world, right? Now, here's the deal. I am not one of those parents who is naive and thinks that their child is perfect and doesn't get into trouble or know things. I know my daughter does, okay? I know my daughter knows what's going on in the real world, but she's been very insulated from it in terms of, um, you know, partaking and interacting with it. She, she's one of those kids. She's just not into that stuff. Like, she doesn't care, right? Like, she's like, you know, her friends want to go out or something like that. Like, she's like, no. Like, she doesn't go to parties, she doesn't, like, do, like, for her, like, a big deal is, like, hey, let's walk down to the Dutch Bros, like, you know what I mean, like, that, like, getting a coffee is, like, a big deal for her, okay, but she is still very active online, and that's the really scary thing, and the thing that I talk to her the most about is online, meeting people online, I'm like, a you, lot of creeps out there. a lot of creeps out there, exactly, you know, and I'm like, look, you can't know 100% sure. I'm like the I'm like the only way that you're going to know, sweetie, is like if you meet the person face to face, I go or the next best thing is, is I'm like you've got to actually meet that person on some form of face to face online, you know, Zoom call or, you know, duo or something like that where you can actually see that that is them their their mouth is moving and they are talking right like that it's an actual person on the other end of that and that's who they are. I go short of that you don't know. You know, I'm like, you just don't know. And you can't trust it. No, you can't, right? You hear of all the stories of people who've been catfished and stuff like that, right? The fact that there is a term for it that is used, right, to describe an entire group of people who think it is fun to actually go out and do that to other people, right? To actually catfish other people is so screwed up. And then what happens is you end up with situations like this. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's really scary. And and unfortunate for Haley. Yeah, anyway, absolutely. Well, no. And her boyfriend. And for Chase, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, who, who wants to live their life receiving death threats knowing that you're a public figure, for one. Mm-hmm. And for two, they know that you travel a lot. Exactly. I mean, you just don't know about people. And that that's what scares me with my kids, because they're yes. now up to the age where they want phones and tablets. Yes. And like, ah. Man, there's just a lot of creeps out there. So now it's like, you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. Absolutely. Yeah, because you don't want them to be tech careful. ignorant, because that's the way that the world is yeah. going. I right? mean, and unfortunately, technology is really progressed, and it's going to continue, and it's going to be a big part of everybody's lives. Mm -hmm. There's no way around it. On the other hand, it just it's so hard to police. It is. It's very hard to police. And... I am one of those people, um, there's people out there who will disagree with me, there's people out there who will agree with me, but I'm one of those people that I don't think we need the government involved in, in policing and tracking and monitoring all that stuff like that. I think, you know, us as people need to be responsible and it's up to me to teach my kids, right, to be, how to be responsible and how to, and, you know, how to do that stuff. And I completely agree with you yeah. there. And we live in America, we have yeah. rights, we have freedoms, we we have, I don't want to say better laws, but we're in a better place than most places where yes. we can actually go out and do things and not be harassed by mm -hmm. the government and things like that. It just, the, the times are changing and I exactly. have changing with it when it yep. comes to children. 
Yep, and it's it, and that's the thing, and that's why it's so hard because for all the great things about the internet and the freedoms and all, you know what I mean, that type of stuff, the bad side, the dark side is stuff like this where you've got somebody, right? I mean, just look at it from from you know her point of view, the situation she's already in. Keep in mind her dad, right? who is if any of you guys know if anybody out there if you know anything about dirt bikes right like her you're talking about her dad is like one of the pioneers right like he is like davy freaking crockett when it comes to you know moto x and stuff like that right like the guy was an absolute pioneer and then he has a daughter right his daughter Haley, who is not only in a predominantly male sport no matter how much more progressive it's gotten over the years it is still predominantly male and not only is she a female right but she is an attractive female so not only does she not have to now have to actually prove herself as a driver probably even more so than some people because you're going to always have those jerks and, and assholes out there who are like well it's just because she's cute or you know what i mean She's got to actually go out there, deal with that, be good, right? She's got to perform and probably even perform high, at a higher level than what most people would expect just because she's attractive. And then you have this type of situation where you've got some stalker now wanting yep. to, you know, do this, say this well, type of thing to you. It's just, it, a hor it, it's horrible. And the shitty part is for her, when you're trying to focus on racing, you got to look over your shoulder because that man could be at any racetrack and across yes. the united states yes exactly Anybody with a tad bit of common sense can look at the schedule and be like well i could drive there yeah absolutely yeah i mean it's just it's crazy and it's mm -hmm. it's even crazier that a, a grown man would believe it yes exactly yeah that's and that's you can the... get on i mean that you can get on youtube and watch her vlogs with her boyfriend yes come on now <laughs> yeah you know what i mean like it literally it, it's yeah, that's scary, man. That sucks, dude. I I hope, you know, for for her, obviously for her sake and safety, but just for peace of mind, I really hope they catch the guy because that's a horrible thing for her and, like I said, her boyfriend to deal with. Well, you know, I know. I just It's just a bummer. I know one of her video where her and her boyfriend was talking about it, they've came out and said that the authorities are involved with, they should be. That's good. They, they really should be because, I mean, nobody deserves any of that. And I don't care who you are. And no. And you, uh, you don't deserve to be stalked and receive death threats. Yes, absolutely. So hopefully, th hopefully that will be put to put to rest soon because, yeah, that's a bummer. I didn't know about that, man. That's that's tough. It's a scary world that we live in. Yes. All right. Well, we're going to switch gears here really quick. Um, we are going to, so we do have some, some dirt racing is coming up finally, besides just the world of outlaws. Um, we've got the extreme outlaws are going to actually be running. We've got the sprints running tonight and tomorrow night, the non-wing sprints, right? The extreme outlaw series. So we got uh us raceway 36. And then what was the other one? Lake Ozark. Is it Ozark? Tomorrow uh, night? Uh, they're so. both are in Missouri. Uh yeah, yes. Okay. So yeah, tonight is the uh sprint cars. They are at US Raceway 36. And then tomorrow night is the Jason Johnson Classic at Lake Ozark Speedway. So what we're gonna do is is me and Keith are going to do a little World of Outlaws sprint car draft. So we each have to pick three drivers 
one from the winged side and then or excuse me three from the winged side and three from the non-wing side the extreme side um the real sprint car side and um we're gonna have six drivers Man. and we're gonna basically just kind of see how they do throughout the year at the end of the season um we'll look back see who did the best and literally just that's it we'll see who wins it's pretty much all we got so but it's just a different way to uh look at look at what's going on um we're gonna do one for usac as well that'll be coming up here in the next week or two uh where we'll do the sprints the midgets and the silver crown but for right now we're gonna do the extreme outlaws and um world of outlaws sprint cars so keith are you ready to pick your guys yeah you know I me. Mean? All right, you can go first. Yeah, you don't have you don't have to pick a certain you don't have to pick a certain uh side first. Like you don't have to do wing first or non-wing first or anything like that. You just need three from each. Okay. Well, I'm gonna start off with the extreme side because I want to get this guy off the board as quick as possible. I'm gonna go with Robert Blue. You son of a. That's why I did what I did. God dang it! All (laughs) right, so Robert Blue. Oh man. Okay, so Keith. Okay, so Keith has got Robert Ballou. God dang it, he was on my list. Okay, you can take Justin Grant with your first pick. No, I'm not taking Justin Grant with my first pick. <laughs> I'm not taking Justin Grant with my first pick. A lot of points. But now, but now, since you took, but since you took Ballou, that kind of threw a wrench in my my plans. You know who I'm gonna take. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the wing side. I am going to take um I'm gonna take Sheldon Hoddenshield. I still got faith that my man's gonna be up in contention oh. for the championship this year. So I'm gonna take Sheldon Hoddenshield. You took one of mine. I guess I'll take one of yours with my second one. Okay, who's that? Brad Sweet. God damn it. <laughs> I was worried about that, man. I knew it, dude. Uh. I knew it. Oh man, that that mm, that's a bummer. That's a bummer. That's going to be the hard thing on the wing side is because there's only so many of them, you know? And, and they're all good. Yeah, exactly. They're all good. That's a thing. Okay. So, all right. I'm going back to the non, I'm going back to the extreme side. I'm taking T Mez. Wow. Damn. <laughs> We're going to go blow for blow, huh? <laughs> I guess so. I uh, guess so. I'll go to the non wing side too and I'll take CJ Leary. Oh, dude. That's a good one. That's a good one. He's actually leading the points right now, I believe. Uh, I managed to pick the guy leading and the guy in second. Oh, you did? Oh, <laughs> I guess I should have been looking at the points and not the list of names. Damn it. <laughs> That's all right. Okay. Um, I'm going to pick. Oof. This is tough. I'm going to go with. Give me the macho man. Give me give me Brady Bacon. I dig it. I can dig it. Yeah, let's go Brady Bacon. So I'm gonna hop over to the wing side and I'm gonna take somewhat of a dark horse. Oh, okay. Geo Selzy. Ooh, that's a good one. I like that one. Yeah, that's a good one, man. I like that one. That's uh, he's been good. He's been doing really good, man. 
He's ripped off a couple good finishes. Yeah, he was. In, I mean, he was obviously really impressive out west here, but I mean, he's been impressive this season. He really has. That's As a he good should one. when they go west. Him and his brother. Yeah. They're they're really good. Yeah, they are. Okay, so, okay, I've got, I've got two non-wing guys. I got one wing guy. I need another. I need another wing guy. Ooh, this is tough, man, because I don't know. You know what? Give me, give me my man Yanni Yachts because, uh, yeah, I mean you just can't go wrong with him. Good old, good old Yanni. For those of you who think I'm mispronouncing his name, that is an inside joke. Donnie Shots, when he was at Silver Dollar Speedway, we were all drinking, and my buddy asked him for his autograph, and he literally signed it, Yanni Yachts. I was like, dude, you can't spell your own name? Like, what's this, man? <laughs> oh, but he'll get a pass. I'm pretty sure he was under the influence that night, but that's all good. So anyways, I'm going to take I'm gonna take Shots. All right, so we've each got four rights. Two more. Looks like we each need one of each, too. We each need a, a, non, a one more non-wing, one more wing. Man. So, I'm going to go the non-wing side. Okay. The better half's telling me not to do it, but the other half's telling me to do it. I'm going to go with Logan CB. Oh, man. Hopefully he ends up going. That was literally my next pick, dude. Ah. Oh. He's literally, he grew up literally about five minutes from where I'm at, man. It was either him or Briggs Danner. Yeah, that's another good one, too. That is another good one. I mean, I'm going to have to really go out against the grain here on the non-wing side. You know what? I'm going to go over to the, I'm going to get one more wing driver. I got to grab a good one before you take him. Um, oh, my God. I'm so split here on who I want to get. It's one of, one or the other. You know what? Give me David Gravel. I knew it was either him or probably the one I'm going to take, Carson Macedo. Ah, yeah, that's a good one. I actually wasn't. I actually wasn't thinking about Macedo though. He was on my list of maybes, but I was actually looking at. I was looking at um, Shuhart. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Take take Carson Macedo off. I'm going to take Spencer Basin. Spencer Basin. That's a good one too. He's been doing really good this year, man. I kick it with my Indiana guys. He has been doing really good this year, man. Okay, so I got one more non-wing guy to get. Oh, dude. There's a stud out there. I know there is. If you don't say his name, I'll be on a plane to California. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm trying to decide if I want to if I want to try to take try to go just a little uh, you know, give me Shane Cottle. There you go. I That's want Shane I Cottle. Because he's Shane Cottle. They're right up his alley. Yeah. That's yeah, he's good, man. Give me Shane Cottle. I was I was like, oh, maybe wow. I'll go with somebody a little different. Uh, that's all right. So yeah, give like, me Shane Cottle. I was gonna go with a dark horse on that side with Charles Davis, but it's so hard to tell if he's gonna travel from Arizona to Missouri. Yeah, and that's the thing too. I was trying to stick with the guys that we really know, so I it gives us a better shot to that they're gonna run all the races. Now, what we'll do is it's for the I will normalize it in terms of the points. So 
if something happens and drivers can't do the whole some the whole race or something like that, we'll set it to where it's got to be ninety percent of the season, whatever that comes out to, or eighty five percent. So that way, if stuff happens, people miss for whatever reason, we don't get screwed. I'm so surprised nobody took Justin Grant. What? A yeah, shame. yeah, shocking, <laughs> really shocking. So, man, oh I, man, I, I remotely feel bad for the guy because he's getting beat up on Twitter. He, he is, he is. I I feel bad for him too, and I I. But that's uh, what happens. It is. It is what happens, it's man. Sometimes, and and what sucks is I personally know Justin Grant, and he's a good dude. He's a good person. Same with Chase Stockton. It's two guys that you wouldn't think that would do something like that, but they they did. Mm-hmm. It just it's unfortunate. It is. It's a bummer, man. Um, it's just there, yeah. he 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 posted a picture on Facebook and had the NOS cane on his NOS car and took a picture of the shop and. Somebody commented and said, I don't see any tire dope. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm pretty sure if they didn't have it in the picture frame or if they accidentally forgot to remove it from the picture frame, they probably had somebody on the photo uh, side making somebody, sure to erase that bad boy. And somebody posted in there and was like, yeah, you can't see it because it's in his tire. Exactly, like, oh, yeah. God. Yeah, but see, that's the thing, though, man. You – you can't get you just you can't give people a green light, dude, on stuff like that. Oh. They're just gonna take it. They're and gonna take it. it. Yep. Yeah, and it's too bad, man, because he's he's such a he's such a phenomenal driver. You know, I mean, yeah. like, I mean, he's one of the best there is. You know, and it's well, just it's and when it comes to cheating to that nature, he's the last person you think of. Yeah, because he don't need any help winning. Exactly. You know, that's the thing that always upset people about someone like Barry Bonds, you know, in baseball, where people, you'll hear both sides of the argument, where you'll hear a lot of the people out West here who are Giants fans, and they'll say, well, Barry Bonds was hitting 40 home runs and batting for three, you know, three over 300 and 100 RBIs before we started using steroids. So the steroids just made a great player legendary. And then you'll hear people yeah. on the opposite side saying, yes, and that's what makes it that much worse is that he didn't need it to be great and did it anyways, you know? So you can see both sides of the argument on that. You know, just like you're talking about with Justin Grant. When I when I think of the Barry Bonds thing, if you're going to put him in the Hall of Fame, you better put Pete Rose in it too. Yeah. Exactly. Because... Which is why none of them will ever get in. No. And it's very unfortunate, especially mm -hmm. for Pete Rose cuz now you can you can bet on sports, but don't do it while you're playing. Exactly. That's the downfall. That's the that. thing. Yes. And, and we're seeing it now in the NFL with uh, one of the uh, Atlanta yep. Falcons football players. Yep. Granted, mm -hmm. he he didn't bet much, but he still did, and now he's going to miss out on a whole season without pay. Yep. And the flip side, you have a guy with twenty-two sexual misconduct counts against him. Yes. We're going to make him the highest-paid NFL player. It's kind of like what the hell, but we're going to. It just. It's what happens when you play with money, I guess. It is. It is. And I shouldn't be an NFL owner. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's why I I have a hard time with, with certain sports because it's just um well, the hypocrisy you, of everything. Yeah. And when you <laughs> think about it, it's it's kinda like we're gonna make a guy that hasn't played in a year the highest paid quarterback at his position. So basically we're coming out and saying he's the best at that position, but he has nothing to back it up with mm -hmm. in terms. You got Tom Brady playing for chump change. Yeah. Yes. And, and this is not like a, it's not like, you know, 
like Kyle Larson's situation where Larson was out of NASCAR for a year but did but spent a year on the dirt side just molly whopping every field that he got into, right? Like Deshaun Watson ain't done nothing for a year. Nothing. nothing. Yeah. And he comes back and it's like, oh, by the way, we're gonna trade for you and give you two hundred and forty million dollars. Guaranteed. Yeah. yeah, it was Guaranteed. yeah, it's just but you know the reason why that type of thing happens in in all sports, not just football, but all sports, is you've got a franchise, you've got a team that has not had success in so long. They're desperate, and all they want to be is success. They just want to win. And when you get to that point where you'll do anything to win, this is how you end up with stuff like this. And and I was explaining it to a friend of mine because he's a Cleveland Browns fan. I'm a Bengals fan. Same side of the spectrum. We were both kind of, eh, we're there but not there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, we just we just paid Deshaun Watson. Well, that's fine. You gave him $250 million guaranteed for the next how many ever years. The downfall with that is you have no money to build around him. Yeah. In exactly. turn, Tom Brady, he'll play for house money to put talent around him. That's the difference yes. between a MVP quarterback and a guy that hasn't done nothing but is looking out for himself. Yeah. Well, it also helps when your wife is Giselle and you can say, Hey honey, I'm going to take a $5 million a year pay cut this year so I can win a Super Bowl." You can pick that up, right? I'm a firm <laughs> believer. I'm a firm believer that she made him go mow the grass one time and he said, I'm, back I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> Retirement's not looking so cool yet. Yeah, yeah. It's good to see you guys. Uh, you wife and kids. Arians I got to get back to work. Yeah. And Bruce was like, yeah, you can come back, but I'm going to retire now. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, exactly. <laughs> that's funny. awesome. See how things play out. Oh man. All right. Well, everybody, that's gonna do it all for this week's episode. Um, you guys, please do us a favor. Make sure that you like and download and share and subscribe. All that good stuff. Help us get this thing out to, to more people. Um, it, we're seeing growth every week. Um, it's slow, but it is happening. So please keep doing what you're doing. We really do appreciate it. it. Yeah, we do. We really appreciate it. Um, also. You know, I know this is a day late. Like I said, there might be times it'll be Thursdays or Fridays, but you can always count on it by Friday at the latest. So thank you guys for being patient. And thank you to the couple of you who actually hit me up yesterday asking where the podcast was. Um, that was uh, that was cool that you guys did that because it just shows that you guys look forward My to fault. it. So thank you for that. It's all right. My, Keith, <laughs> our man Keith here, you know, when he's pulling late shifts and can't sleep and stuff, we got we to gotta just move it back. So it's all good. Gave us a chance to, you know, sit down and talk today about all the stuff that's going on. So, but yeah, you guys, that's going to do it all for this week. We will be back next week and definitely probably on Thursday next week because sure. next week's Good Friday. Yeah, so we'll be back on Thursday next week. So until then, you guys, as always, have a great weekend. Take care.